Hello, everybody. This is What the Run, a show for newer runners, helping them go from no way to 5K. I'm your host, Abe, and I'm so glad that you can join me for this episode and for the show. Major shout out and thank you to all of those who have been listening to the episodes up to this point and or those who have provided support over the past month or so. I'm so indebted and grateful to all of you. And we're back to my regular accent or my regular voice. Uh, Yeah, you guys are probably wondering, okay, Abe, that was really weird. What are you trying to do? Uh, (laughs) Just mixing things up. So thanks for understanding there. Uh, But yeah, today is episode number 13. Yeah, that's right. 13. I've probably said this too many times by now, but I can't believe that I'm at episode 13, even in knowing that most of the episodes aren't that long, uh, knowing that I'm sticking through with it and enjoying it in the process, and hopefully you guys are too, and learning some things along the way. Uh, But yeah, for today's episode number 13, we will be talking about the topic of chafing, and that's chafing spelled C-H-A-F-I-N-G, chafing. So for today, we'll talk about what chafing is, um, what leads to chafing, and finally what you can do to help prevent or mitigate the effects of chafing uh i know it's something that i've personally dealt with and it's not always very pleasant um so we'll yeah well that's what we'll talk about today so what is chafing according to wikipedia and i know some of you cringe whenever you hear uh definitions provided by wikipedia but i think this is a pretty good definition so according to wikipedia chafing and we're we're referring to chafing of the skin. Chafing refers to, quote, the irritation of skin caused by repetitive friction, usually generated through skin-to-skin contact of multiple body parts. Chafing is usually contracted in the inner thighs and inner glutes, armpits, and nipples, Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. Chafing is usually con- contracted in the inner thighs and inner glutes, semicolon. Armpits and nipples can also develop chafing, although it is less common. And in addition to um, that definition, it referred to skin-to-skin contact. Uh, it can also happen, and this is kind of more typical for me, it usually happens through skin-to-clothing contact, for me or skin to like sock content uh, contact like you know the socks you wear on your feet um or underwear uh so it chafing can happen not just uh via skin to skin contact but it can also happen in terms of skin to some sort of cloth or fabric contact um so that's what chafing is in a nutshell um as far as how it's caused or what causes it causes it um it was mentioned in the definition so it's yeah repetitive friction it's your skin rubbing against your own skin somewhere else on your body like constantly or it could be um your skin rubbing against some form of fabric or cloth uh constantly and over time it just kind of starts irritating the skin um at first you might not notice it but over time um, you, you can definitely feel it. It'll feel uh, maybe kind of sensitive. Um, yeah, it'll it'll definitely feel sensitive. 
Um, and there are certainly certain parts around the body that are more sensitive than others. Uh, what else about chafing and, and how it's caused? Um, one factor that can lead to a higher likelihood of chafing is if you're sweating a lot. So sometimes what happens is, um, yeah, I could kind of use this example. So for example, for me, uh, I tend to sweat a lot in general, <laughs> but I tend to sweat um, a lot when I'm running, especially around kind of the neckline where the, uh, yeah, kind of the neckline of the shirt that I'm wearing. Um, I'll tend to sweat a lot there. So sometimes, or a lot of times, the neckline of the shirt will rub against kind of right below my neck area. And with sweat, um, it kind of drags the shirt down, so to speak. So it sticks onto my skin more. And so when I'm running, sometimes the shirt kind of slightly, ever so slightly moves up and down or sideways. And it, and that's where that repetitive friction keeps hitting. And for shorter distances, uh, when I run shorter distances, it's usually not a big deal. But for longer distances, let's say I'm doing a race like a 10-mile race or a 13.1-mile race, which is a half marathon or a full marathon, um, that can definitely affect me and I could end up feeling that chafing. Um, some other areas that I've felt it in the past, um, definitely inner thighs. I felt it, uh, kind of where, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's self-explanatory. I don't think I need to go too much into that, but yeah, you could definitely feel it in the inner thighs, uh, inner glutes as well. Uh, and that's highly dependent upon any underwear, uh, that you wear and you could define that however you will. Uh, armpits area, that's also a place where you might feel it uh, kind of in and around um, the shoulder blade, shoulder area, armpit area, uh, especially if you're kind of really sweaty in that area, that could happen. Um, and then also, uh, as mentioned in the definition, it could also happen in the nipple area. And this might be of most interest to most of you listeners who, especially those who've never run a longer distance races and or sweat a lot. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of people that can attest to the fact that if you don't take measures to protect your nipples when you run longer distance races, it could result in very uncomfortable chafing, um, even to the point of bleeding, believe it or not. Um, so I've never personally experienced that. Um, fortunately, before I ran my first marathon and ever since, um, I had been highly warned and warned in advance to do everything to avoid major chafing, especially around the nipples. And I guess this naturally leads to the last part of this chafing discussion, which is how can, how can one... Um, avoid chafing altogether, or at the very least, um, lower the likelihood of going through chafing. And uh, there are multiple ways to do this. Um, and it kind of depends on what area of the body you're trying to avoid chafing. So I'll start with, um, yeah, I'll start with the nipple, I guess. Um, so it might depend for whether, you know, you're a girl or a guy, uh, but either way, there are things you can do to protect your nipples from chafing. 
I can speak from the guy perspective, so I will mention it. And I think when I mention it, obviously some guys, uh, any guys who are listening to this podcast episode, you guys can follow suit. But for the ladies, uh, you guys can probably get some ideas as far as how you might want to navigate around it. Um, I can't speak any level of expertise as far as what will work for the gals who are listening. Um, But again, hopefully just speaking from my experience will help. And so what I do is typically for longer runs or races in which I'm pretty sure I'm going to be sweating a lot and be running for a long time and um, the shirt's going to be rubbing against, you know, my upper half, uh, the upper half of my body quite constantly and repetitively. Um, I'll usually get some sort of like athletic tape. Um, yeah, some sort of athletic tape cut, maybe like square strips, like just enough to cover the nipple area and actually paste it on to my nipples. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure some of you might be laughing at all this. You're like, ah, I'm saying the word nipple so much. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll take those pieces of tape and tape it over so that even though I'm sweating a lot, especially in the chest area and the shirt is like rubbing up and down, um, it will be rubbing on the tape and not on the nipple. So it acts as kind of an extra uh, barrier or an extra skin layer, if you will. And that has been such a lifesaver for me, especially when running marathons. Uh, so that's one way to go about it. Uh, another way to go about it is obviously some form of lubrication or some something, some substance that um, such that even if your shirt is sliding kind of all over the place in the same place over and over, um, it, it basically acts to help the shirt glide along the substance more than, um, yeah, more than it, uh, irritating your nipple by rubbing up and down with a lot of friction. And so, uh, one product that I've used in the past is called body glide. Um, I think that's all one word, but it's spelled B O D Y G L I D E body glide. And, um, usually if you go to like um, for example, at the LA Marathon, uh, they have kind of like an LA Marathon Expo where you can check out different vendors and sponsors and exhibitors. And there's usually always a Body Glide representative there or a Body Glide booth. And it could come in other, I think, other companies. There might be other brands, but Body Glide is kind of generally known as the most popular one um, in terms of that kind of niche as far as. Uh, running lubrication and it's really weird to call it lubrication because then you might think it's very liquidy but it comes uh as far as i know i think it really only comes in the form of kind of like a deodorant stick um and then you would yeah just works like deodorant except as opposed to just putting it applying it under the armpits you would apply it to wherever you think you might chafe um, so for me, it would be like the neckline kind of uh, near the areas of the inner thigh armpit area um, like the nipple area. Although again, I usually use the tape, uh, athletic tape for the nipples. Um, so body glide or something similar is also something that a lot of people will use. Um, other than that, um, obviously, or I shouldn't say obviously, but, uh, one thing that really helps is wearing, um, fabric that isn't prone to ch- chafing as much or, doesn't really contribute to chafing as much. Um, so any sort of kind of like the dry fit material, polyester material will tend to do well. Uh, whereas cotton 
cotton is really, really, really tough in terms of chafing. Like you do not want to be wearing a cotton shirt in a longer distance race. Um, so clothing is also very important there. Um, so yeah, those are some ways in which I deal with chafing and or some ways in which others deal with chafing. Um, yeah, it's certainly not a very pleasant experience if you go through it. I mean, I personally haven't seen it myself, but I've heard plenty of stories from fellow runners firsthand in terms of their account and um, <clears throat> read plenty of articles in which, um, yeah, people like end up with red spots on their shirts around the nipple area because their nipples bled just from that much chafing. So uh, I don't say that to scare you, but I kind of do at the same time because I don't want anyone to have to experience that. Uh, cause when you kind of hear that image or see that image, you're like, oh yeah, I don't want to go through what that person went through. So take it as a gift, I guess, in, in terms of avoiding that if you, um, ever do run longer distance races and, or it's really sweaty or not sweaty, but if it's really hot outside and you get really sweaty, um, do whatever you can to prevent yourself from chafing. Well, that just about wraps up this episode, which talked about chafing. Um, again, I hope you guys didn't laugh too much when I said the word nipple so many times. I don't remember the last time. I don't think I've ever said the word nipple so many times in the span of how long have I been talking for, like 14 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh, it was helpful as much as it might have been weirdly entertaining. Um Aside from that, uh, thank you guys once again so much uh, for listening to this episode. Thanks for those who have been tracking along with the show. Again, I'm so grateful um, for those who listen to every episode. And even if you just listen to a few episodes here and there, uh, I appreciate the support. Thank you as well for uh, specific people who have reached out and asked how they can help. Um, man, you guys are awesome. I've had uh, one friend, uh, his name is Albert. So a little shout out to you, Albert, who, uh, kind of gave me some general ideas and, and offered to help. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm totally down to listen to what you have to say. And he did respond back with specific feedback. He direct messaged me, which I was very, very thankful for. And I'm in the process of working through those things. So thank you, Albert, for your specific and directed help toward this podcast. Definitely appreciate that. And I just run into so many people wherever I'm at um, who express that they appreciate the show. Um, so I'm definitely working on making things better. Um, and you've probably seen me or heard me experiment with a few things here and there, whether it's the music or even kind of the intro and things like that. So definitely looking forward to being adaptable and tweaking as needed, but definitely staying true to my mission of bringing value to those who are listening, especially to newer runners, and not just spewing out information for you guys, but giving you guys the tools and the inspiration and motivation uh, you guys might be desiring in order to get yourselves to a first 5k or a first race, or even for those who have, who have been running for a while, or maybe who haven't been running for a while, it's been a while, um, to kind of get you guys back into it. So whatever I can do to help you guys out, I am willing to do. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and sign off on this episode. Thank you so much once again. Hope you guys have a great day. Happy running, my friends, and we'll see you next time.
We'll see you.